This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 337 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I've been reading a lot of books about rewiring your brain, and I'm going to share two things I did that are motivating me this week. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. What does that mean? It means, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. Got to tell you, I am excited to say since probably the last time we spoke, I am down over two pounds. And I'll be explaining a couple of things I did to really motivate me this week. And it's easy. Many of them are free. But uh, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I lost 30 pounds last year. Yay me. I looked a whole lot better. I felt better. And just about the time I was going to reach my goal, I started kind of reverting back to some of my old habits. After all, just one won't hurt. And I thought it would kind of coast across the finish line. Well, this week I listened to a book called 25 Days, a proven program to rewire your brain to stop weight gain and finally crush the habits you hate forever. That is a mighty long book title. It's from a guy named Drew Logan. Really interesting story. He died three times in one day. Like he's kind of like one of those like medical miracle kind of guys. He now has a pace thing that if his, he actually has a dog that somehow if he's secreting something that means he's nervous, his dog will, it's, it's an interesting story. But he's a celebrity trainer. He's trained a lot of football people, things like that. And he talks about how we often approach weight loss the same way we do a test in high school. And looking at last year, this is what I did. We crammed for the test. And then the minute we hand in our paper, we wipe away that information. Right? I've done that in school. Uh, When I went to college, holy cow, did I have to learn a lot of stupid stuff. I swear they have classes in like ballroom, you know, cross-country ballroom dancing. It's really stupid. I did not take that class. Uh, I'm also listening, and in fact, I rarely read books anymore, uh, to a book called The Power of Habit. I had a lot of people say, oh, you need to check this one out. Why we do what we do in life and business. And in that book, uh, the author explains how we don't get new habits. We've talked about this before. You replace old habits with new ones. 
And a key point that I've learned so far, I'm only into chapter three on this book, is that uh, the old habits are still there. You've just kind of rerouted them. It's not like they disappear. And so for me, think of this like a river. And I was going to put in the sound effects of a river right now, but I realized that would make a lot of us uh, over the age of 40 have to pee. So you just picture the sound of a river in your head. And uh, over the years, you know, the banks of the river and the twists and turns of that river, they're well-defined, right? The banks of the river, they've been there forever through storms and droughts and things like that, but it's, it's there. And if you come along and you throw up a dam to reroute the old river, uh, the old river doesn't cease to exist. It doesn't just obliterate. It's still there. I know that because uh, I live in Ohio and I ride my bike when I get a chance on a path that's right next to the Ohio Erie Canal. Now, the Ohio Erie Canal, nobody's riding uh, canal boats up and down that thing, but the locks are still there. And they're, you know, some of them actually still have water in them. But for the most part, it's still there. There's just no water in it. And so if you decide then to take away the dam, so so picture your old habit of whatever it is. And I'm going to tell you one of my old habits in, uh, here in a second. But that old habit is still there. And the minute you take away the dam, it's very easy for that water to go right back into the old pathway of the river. And so think about how hard it is to build that dam. You've got to reroute, you know, the the power of water. It just makes it hard. And then once it's finally in place, it's cool. But to reroute a river is not an easy thing. But think about then if somebody just came in and blew up the dam, how easy would it be for that water to return to its old river path? It'd be really easy because it's just kind of it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. You go to the left and then the right and then because it's just built that way. And that's why we have to be very careful. And and I mean like extremely careful when we decide to have just one of something. That can be the crack in the dam that starts the whole negative ball in motion. And when this happens, we need to look at what is triggering us and if possible, eliminate the trigger or come up with another solution. And I'm not sure why. But I started to go to Walmart on Friday nights, which in a way, the fact that I live alone in an apartment with a cat and I spend my Friday nights in Walmart uh, makes me feel like an extreme loser. <laughs> but I, I live alone. I guess I figure most people are out watching movies or whatever. And uh, Walmart would be less crowded. And for the, for the most part, it is. But this became a thing. And the reason I go to Walmart is because this is like a super Walmart and they have groceries there and they have a decent selection. They really do. And being Walmart, the prices are a little better than uh, many of the grocery stores in my area. So what I do is I go there on Friday night and I stock up for my Sunday night, cook a bunch of stuff for the week routine that I've talked about. I cook a whole bunch on Sunday. So I have healthy stuff the rest of the week. Now, for whatever reason, I decided I was going to start going there like right after work. But because like, I don't know, it's a 24 hour Walmart. That's the other thing that's kind of stupid about this. Uh, But there's a Chipotle and that's right, a Dairy Queen right in front of the Walmart. And so one week I had a good week. My weight was going down, which is good. And I decided that, hey, you know what? Chipotle was a better bad choice. After all, it's chicken. And when I do this, I go and I get crispy chicken tacos uh, with lettuce, cheese, and mild salsa, right? No, no, uh, uh that white stuff they th- throw on stuff. 
you know, trying to go as healthy as I can. And I had a Coke. Well, strike one for getting a Coke. What are you doing? Then after the meal, uh, if you've ever eaten at Chipotle, um, it's always kind of spicy, hence the word Chipotle or Chipotle. Take your pick. But it always leaves me a little thirsty. And uh, they they have a fair amount of salt in their chicken also, by the way. So instead of getting a water to uh, to wash out the spices or or even worse, another Coke, one week, yeah, you guessed it. You know where we're going. I went to the Dairy Queen to get an Oreo cookie blizzard. And the next day, are you ready for this? The scale did not go up because I probably went and exercised and things like that. But keep in mind, you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. But I was like, wow, what a positive reward. I went to Chipotle and Dairy Queen and it didn't hurt. Well, okay, it didn't hurt this time. But I started, I just started practicing doing the wrong thing. And so I started adding going to Chipotle and Dairy Queen to my weekly Friday night routine. I know, I live an exciting life. And uh, the bad news is the scale, well, yeah, the scale started going the wrong way. Why? Because, well, that blizzard then led to me occasionally, you know, just once maybe, uh, getting a chocolate frosty at Wendy's. I love ice cream. Ice cream and popcorn are, are two of my faves. And at that point, the dam had broken. And here I was, back into old habits, having a hard time passing up Wendy's, having a hard time backing up Dairy Queen. So this is where I say, it, it, when, you, when you've established a good healthy habit, the old habit is still there. So be very, very careful. Now, what this book, again, the book, The Power of Habit, uh, says that, you know, again, these old habits are, are still there. But he says, really look at what is triggering you. And we've talked about this in the past. So in the past, I've chosen to go to a different store just to avoid the whole situation and have fun trying to drive any place where there's not a Wendy's or a Dairy Queen. But going to a completely different store is kind of a bite off your face to spite your nose kind of thing. Uh, That just doesn't make much sense. So I wanted to look at like, what is the trigger? You know, was it Walmart? Well, no, not really. Um, Was it just seeing the Dairy Queen? Maybe. Because here's the thing. In the book, The Power of Habit, and I'll have links to these out at logicalloss.com slash 337 if you want to buy it, uh, especially through Amazon. Please visit there because I'll have affiliate links there. But the author mentions that Cinnabon, see right there, how many of you right now just thinking about a cinnamon roll from Cinnabon kind of have a little bit of more, a little more spit in your mouth right now. You're like, mm, Cinnabon. Well, if you go to a mall, remember those? Uh, and if, if there's a Cinnabon in there, they're typically not in the food court. And you go, mm, at least in my area, that's true. Why? Uh, because they want the smell to waft down the hall and entice you. So like you're walking along and all of a sudden you're like, mm, Cinnabon. And then by the time you actually see the store, it's all over. And that's what this book talks about. The power of habit is, is how cravings happen. And uh, so, you know, maybe just seeing the Dairy Queen makes me think of mm, Oreo cookie, cookie Blizzard. I know you guys are like, would you please quit saying that? You're making me hungry. But what is a healthier solution? Well, instead of going to Dairy Queen, I, I could drink water after the Chipotle, uh, drink more water will get spices out of my mouth. I could pop in a breath mint 
That would kind of take over the uh, spices in my mouth, maybe. Give me a new taste. Some of you might are probably screaming at your dashboard to go, hey, Dave, how about you just not go to Chipotle? You know, I could eat a healthy meal at home because the whole point of going to Chipotle is not to go to the grocery store, you know, hungry. And that's a good thing. We all know what that leads to. But maybe instead of going to Chipotle, uh, you go and eat a, a salad at home or something and then go grocery shopping. But because really the trigger there is the spices in my mouth. Kind of. That's what I'm attributing it to. Because I want to get that. It's like, mm, I love Chipotle. But afterwards, it's like, mm, I got an aftertaste going on. So think about that. What is the trigger? And then what is another way to do that? And we'll talk about that in a second. But this other book, now The Power of Habit, I'm about two chapters in. I listened to the whole book, 25 Days I see, I need to take a breath to even say this now. A proven program to rewire your brain, stop weight gain, and finally crush the habits you hate forever by Drew Logan. I did listen to this whole book, and there's a set of eating plans, which are you ready for? This is shocking. High protein, low carb. Yeah, I know. You're like, really? Wow, I've never heard that before. And um, why I like this idea of the 25 days. Now, there's a lot of it that I go, not sure about that. I like the idea of 25 days simply because it's not forever. And what he kind of mentions is the whole idea of 25 days is you take a, you replace your bad habits with a new one. And in 25 days, this should become a habit. So it's not because he talks about the whole cramming for a test and then you quit. It's like, no, no, this is something you want to do as part of your lifestyle. But what I love about this idea is you focus on your next meal. That's it. Don't just focus on the next meal. And when you get there, you pick your protein, you pick your vegetable or whatever low carb carb you're drinking. You drink a glass of water with that meal. And if you do it right, you give yourself a hundred percent for that meal. You do this for all your meals and also for your workout. And then you score yourself. And he has this whole thing and he keeps saying how easy it is. It's just that easy. And then he keeps saying, oh, and all you have to do is this and that. And the, and the AB, the BBC one and the C3, uh, you know, multiplied by pi. It's like, what? It's, it's So it starts off sounding very easy. I like the easiness of focus on your next meal. And the fact that if you get 85% or better for the day, you're basically headed in the right direction. Obviously, 100% is always going to be better. But we all know life happens and you can't be perfect all the time. So I love the focus on your next meal. And then you start to need something to kind of keep track of things. For instance, he says on odd days, what he calls primary days, you eat uh, three meals and two snacks, one after breakfast and one after lunch, which means no snacks after dinner. And for me, if I'm going the wrong way, I'm noticing that I'm eating. And even if it's like, oh, okay, I had a banana and then I had some almonds and then I had some, you know, I can eat a bunch of healthy snacks, but I'm eating them from eight o'clock till two in the morning. And that's usually where my downfall happens. So in this, it's again, three meals a day, two snacks, uh, one snack after breakfast, one after lunch. That's on odd days. On even days, you only get one snack and that's after lunch. And he also says the timing You're supposed to wait three hours after every meal to have a snack and wait two hours after a snack to have a meal. He keeps telling you again how simple this is. And to point out, um, you know, and to a certain extent it is. But the deeper you go, the more you need a tracking sheet. 
And I listened to this book through uh, a thing called Hoopla. It's a service that's tied to your library to allow you to check out audiobooks, which is kind of cool. But because I didn't buy the CD, I don't have access to the PDF listed in the book, which I think would make it easier to track all this stuff. And in the, the audiobook, they even say to go to the website, their website, type this in, uh, click on the PDF thing, and then enter this password to get access to the PDF. The PDF is not listed on their website, so I have no access to this PDF. So now as an audiobook, the 25, day, uh, 25 days here, it's pretty boring because 50% of the book is him either explaining how great the 25-day plan is or he's reading a bunch of recipes. That's That's exciting. Or it, just when you think it can't get any more excited, he starts reading and describing exercises. You know, get on your hands, uh, feet together, shoulder width apart, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, it's not a, you know, it's, it would be cool, I think, as a book, maybe. But I think I know what push-ups are. But I understand this is for everybody. So he basically, Drew Logan, the author, breaks it down into this. You disrupt existing behaviors. Well, duh, that's what we want to do. Um, and then you come up with a new habit and you repeat it. And by doing that, you rewire your brain. He says, make sure to have cues to trigger the positive action. And this is where we can kind of take a few cues from Alcoholics Anonymous. Now I'm not an alcoholic and, uh, but what they do is they replace their habit of drinking by replacing it with a healthier habit. And here again, you have to look at the trigger. If you're going to a bar for friendship and to battle loneliness, well, there's a healthier way to do that, and that's why alcoholics get a sponsor. Same result, healthier habit. If they were drinking to forget or to cope with something that was bothering them, well, there are these people called therapists that you can talk to. You know, those that uh, those needs that you have for friendship or for coping with trauma or whatever it is, there are other ways to deal with that. And so Alcoholics Anonymous just helps people find a healthier solution. They offer support then uh, by people saying, yeah, I'm battling the same thing. So there's a lot of things that Alcoholics Anonymous uh, helps with people. But in the end, in, in regards to this thing of a habit, it's, okay, why are you drinking? And then let's see if we can find a better path to what you need. Because like I say, you still need friendship. You still need whatever. And here's a better way to do it. Now, I, if I were to sit on a couch and talk to a therapist, I would probably say that I've really never finished the grieving process uh, of my mom's death. My mom died when I was 24. And at that time, I became a workaholic as I realized that, well, you know what? Hey, we're, we're not all going to live forever. And uh, I wanted to leave a legacy. Uh, my first wife and I could not have children. Uh, it just wasn't in the cards. And so... I, I, that's one of the things I guess that bugs me is I have no legacy. And when I feel I'm not making an impact, that's, that's one of the reasons why I really love podcasting. It's a way to, to help others and to, to a certain extent, leave a little bit of a, a legacy. But when I feel I'm not making an impact, when I feel like I am, I don't know what insert word here, um, I kind of stress out a bit. And as more of my family members die, I actually lost a cousin this week uh, due to a motorcycle accident, he basically got ran over. Um, you know, my mortality is, you know, the older you get, more your friends die and stuff like that. 
and you just realize it's it's really weird now because my grandparents are gone. I've lost a couple of aunts and uncles. And you, you start to realize that once the aunts and uncles go, and like when I lose a, a cousin that's only seven years older than I am, you, you soon realize that eventually you're next up. You know what I mean? It's like waiting in a bank line and you just see the people in front of you and all of a sudden you're in the next person in line and you're waiting for them to go, all right, your time to die. Uh, I know it's kind of stupid. You know, um, I, I sometimes, if I think about the death of my older brother, who really is kind of my hero, and he's healthy as a horse, by the way, uh, I will stress out about that if I really think about that, which, of course, the answer is, why are you thinking about that? I don't know. It's stupid. Um, I'm worrying about things that I have no control over. Um, but these are, you know, so again, maybe I need to go get some therapy. So I, I say this not to go, wow, this guy needs help. Um, I say this to give you the idea of things that add stress to our lives that in the end, there are probably healthier ways to deal with them than running to the fridge. Don't you think? So I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I did some things this week that really motivated me. And one of them was just understanding that, you know, what is, what is triggering me to go to the fridge? And if you know that you're getting triggered, and I also, I'm starting to realize that there's a difference between I want sugar and I'm hungry. If if you actually wait you know, a, a fairly, you know, three hours or so, uh, between meals, you will start to feel hungry. There's a difference between I'm hungry and I want sugar and salt and fat rolled up in a ball. Mm, Yum. And so I spoke in California about a month ago and a friend of mine made this cool video and, uh, I saw myself in that. And at one point I have what I will simply refer to as the classic dad bod. And this is just something I refuse to be the lonely guy living in an apartment that smells like cat pee. That's like such a stereotype. I hate stereotypes. I want to break all stereotypes. I was the guitar player that didn't do drugs, and I don't play uh, at a level of ear-bleeding madness. I always like to break stereotypes. So I refuse to let this dad bod thing happen to me. I'm going to be the exception, not the rule. So I took a screenshot of this. And you might go out and go, Dave, that's no big deal. But, and I know the camera adds 10 pounds, but apparently in this scenario, uh, my buddy Ray had about three cameras on me or something like that. So I've printed these image out and I put them on my fridge. It's just a reminder of what snacking leads to. I also have one in my car because after all, nothing healthy really comes through the drive-through window. And, And look, I'm not looking for a six pack. I just don't want to look like I'm smuggling a watermelon under my shirt. That's all. And uh, the other, so that's motivating me having this picture of, Hey, guess what? You know what? This is what you look like. And not that I'm, you know, horrendously, you're not, I'm not like the clown in it that people scream and run away from, but I'm going to be speaking at an event in February, 2018, which just so happens to be uh, my birthday will fall in that event. And I want to hit my goal of like 190 by my birthday. It's September. And so to do this, I need to lose 1.2 pounds a week. So that's not a super hard goal. It's not super easy. I got to stay focused. It's basically 0.18 pounds a day, right? There's that old reduced to the ridiculousness. So it makes it sound easier. But it's something I am going to need to focus on. Well, how do I know if I'm on track? Well, I made a worksheet in Google Sheets. 
Now, if you can use, if you want to use Microsoft Excel, you can. That's usually what I would do. But I, I made a video for the logical losers so they could see how to do this. It's actually really easy. You don't need to know Microsoft Excel. It takes about, I don't know, three minutes. And you basically put in, here's what I weigh now. Here's what I want to weigh. And it, here's how I calculate how much I need to lose a day. Here's how much that means I need to lose a week. And then you simply put in what your weight is. And uh, I show you how to, to put in what you should be for the day. So for instance, on the 10th, uh, I weighed 218. And the next day, that means I had to weigh 217.82. The next day after that, I had to weigh 217.63. And so just automatically will calculate, here's what you should weigh. And then when you put in your weight, it will either turn green if you're on target or above, you know, ahead of schedule or red if you're a little behind. And I even made a, a little chart so I could see where I should be. And so what this does is number one, the picture, it's a visual thing, is reminding me of this is where I'm going, especially when I see pictures of myself at the same event a year ago. So I have a before and after. And for some reason, that is one that's, that's motivating me. And I know probably, hopefully not, but probably in about two months, this won't motivate me as much as I, as it does right now. That seems to be the way things work. Hope that's not the case, but at any rate, that's working for me right now. Having a picture and saying, I don't want to be that anymore. So if you're doing something that is wrong and you know, it's wrong, look, we're, we're not stupid. We know, I know chocolate frosties are not a good choice. It's not like I'm sitting there and go, what? When did that happen? No, we know that. And we need to figure out, and, and when do those usually happen? Late at night when I should be in bed. It's just, we need to sit back and go, okay, why? Why am I doing this? Is this a I'm hungry? Or is this I'm craving fat, salt, sugar thing going on? Or is there something stressful that I'm going on right now that... Maybe I, you know, I have no control over whatever. And I need to realize that if I'm not hungry, food is not the answer. And then find a healthier way to deal with those things. So, and then for me, I'm kind of looking at this as, you know, I love the, the idea of 25 days. And they were saying that in 25 days, you should be able to develop this into a habit. You know, that's where you rewire your brain so that, it's not as hard to put the dam in place to reroute, to reroute the river. It's, hey, the river's pretty much gone and the, the water's going where it's supposed to be. And so I like the idea, if this is, if you're in my boat, I'm kind of like, all right, you know what? For the next 25 days, I'm really going to try this. I'm not messing around. I'm going to do it. I know, I know probably that somewhere in these 25 days, I'm going to have one day that's not as good as the, the rest or maybe two, but I'm going to try. And I'll give you an example as we wrap this up. I said a couple of weeks ago that I was going to start treating exercise like my job and going to the gym. And I put it on the calendar three days a week. And this week I, it dawned on me that I had not done that. I put it on my calendar and then completely ignored it. Well, this week, finally on Thursday, I got up at six in the morning and went to the gym and I actually did. Now I will say this, that I finally had to, I'm sitting in bed and I'm like this close to hitting snooze or to telling uh, the woman in the tube from Amazon, 
you know, the one I'm saying, uh, to tell her to set an alarm in 15 minutes, you know, give me another 15 minutes, give me another half hour, whatever it was. And I finally just said to myself, your house is on fire. And that got me out of bed because that would get me out of bed. But it was hard. It was so hard. And this is where we go back to the dam analogy that when you first try to to put that in and reroute the water, that water pressure is going full force. And so I didn't make it three times this week. I made it once. But I've started practicing doing the right thing. In fact, that day, I actually went back and after work, went in and did another half hour. So I did a half hour in the morning and then I did a half hour at night and the scale went down. Last night, I went in and I did uh, went hiking for about 45 minutes and I've been noticing on my Fitbit, I went back and looked at the day when I went to the gym twice plus my normal activity and I'd actually burned 3,000 calories that day. And I noticed that the scale took a pretty big dip. So last night I went hiking, came home, looked down, hadn't burned 3,000 calories, got on a treadmill and walked another hour on the treadmill, not really killing myself, kind of watching some Netflix until I burned 3,000 calories. Sure enough, stepped on the scale this morning and the scale went down. Now, here's the bad news. That ended up taking me two hours. And I don't, I'm not going to have two hours a day to exercise. So when I do, I will do that. I'm also going to start weight training. I've done a little bit of that. Again, I have to be very careful with weight training. I am horrendous at starting weight training, doing too much, and then throwing my back out. So I'm just doing a little bit, just dipping my toe in the water. And so this is the thing I liked about this 25 days is he talked about doing weight training every other day. Just, you know, one day is cardio. Next day is weight training. Next day is cardio. Next day, weight training. So I'm going to try that. And I'm hoping this week to, you know, get out of bed, go to the gym, because what that does is when you, they say, and I've heard this over and over and over and over and I kind of don't believe it because right now when I go to get out of bed and exercise, I'm just like, right? We have all, they say that if you do this enough, you will actually almost crave exercise because of the way it makes you feel. And right now when you're in a, no, you're like, no, I don't think so. So I'm going to slowly do this. Over the next, you know, two or three weeks and really just do the best I can and see if this is true. So I'll be reporting back here on the Logical Weight Loss podcast. I did it once, so I know it can be done. Now I got to see if I can do it two times a week and then three times a week and then four times a week. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's not always going to be fun. Not always going to do it, but in the long run. If I want to lose the dad bod and look good on my birthday, I got to do these things. So that's what's motivating me right now. And uh, they will say, you know, I've tried to end this show about four times now. They say, if we, if we look at the original thing, that's treating my birthday like a test. Does that mean on February 9th, the day after my birthday, that I'm just going to go back to eating Wendy's and Oreo cookie blizzards? No, 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 no. So I know that up front. So yes, I'm treating it like a, a quiz, a, a final exam, if you, if you would. But I'm also, no, I'm not going to go back to that. I've learned that lesson. I realize my life will probably have ups and downs 
but right now I'm working on getting more exercise in. So that will do it. Thank you so much. If you want to be a logical loser, go over to the logical losers, logicallosers.com. You can sign up for a buck. That's right. It's really not much. And you get access to our private Facebook group. And uh, also should mention here that uh, I was going to talk about it today, but that would make this show an hour long. If you go to thrivemarket.com slash LWL, that's for logical weight loss, you can get 25% off your first purchase, plus free shipping, plus a free 30-day trial. Keep in mind that at Thrive Market, their prices are already 25 to 50% below retail because they cut out the middleman. And now they're offering 25% off their first purchase. So uh, check that out again, thrivemarket.com slash logical. Uh, see, I'm spelling it out, thrivemarket.com slash LWL. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have